بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين. The last time I was in this Monroe Road Masjid in Trinidad, I recall it was a much hotter day and it felt very hot in the masjid. It seems like, mashallah, the masjid has progressed and there seems to be some air conditioning units, which is really, really something impressive. And I thank Allah for those who made that possible and those who are paying for it. And the reason I say this is Allah chooses whose money he wants in the house of Allah. <coughs> so if you are a person who never gives to the masjid, please consider giving because it's Allah who chooses where your money goes and mine based on what he wants. When the heart is good and pure, it will lean towards good and pure things. Nonetheless, the reason I started this way is look at man, how man adjusts every time when he needs things, he makes sure he works towards it. You want a house, you can't just get it. You need to work, earn, save up and continue saving up and then make a plan and buy a house and perhaps a better house at some point and so on. The same applies if you like clothes or phones or anything you want, man. You work towards it. I said moments ago, look at the air-conditioned units in this masjid and look at the vehicles and the cars we have and look at where we are today compared to where we were the last time. We've progressed. For how long? How long is that going to help you for? You got a new house, 20 years. After that, you have to go back to Allah. You got a new job, you can enjoy it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. After that, what? You got something, maybe 40 years. Let's give it to you 50 years. After that, what? What about the eternity that is to come thereafter? What preparation have you made for that? Yes, mashallah. It's much more important. We'd like to see air conditioning units in our graves. We'd like to see air conditioning units in the hereafter. We'd like to be in a garden wherein which rivers flow beneath. And at the same time, the temperature is superb. You want that, you need to pay. You need to work towards it. Allah chooses. When you see facility on earth, quickly as a believer, ask yourself, have I facilitated my hereafter by the help of Allah? When you want something nice and the latest on earth, quickly ask yourself, have I arranged and organized the latest for the hereafter? What technology have I used in order to earn the pleasure of Allah to get to the hereafter so that I don't regret how I used my time on earth. People will come to you from far and wide. I am here today. I'm sure there are those much more senior than I am, much more knowledgeable than I am, much more beloved to you than I am, who have visited you and will visit you. What's the point? Why are they here? Do you think they travel far and wide just to come here and see the place and enjoy? No. We will be questioned if your life has not moved forward and you have not come closer to Allah and something has not clicked in you. It was a waste of time. Futile exercise. Today on earth, many of us, mashallah, we enjoy the material wealth we have in a way. Depending on the person you are, that's either beneficial or harmful. And sometimes neither beneficial nor harmful. 
harmful in the sense that sometimes every weekend we're sitting out with our friends on a Friday night. Where are you? Where are you? The word they use in this country is we're liming. Agreed. I had to figure out what liming meant and I quickly realized it means just chilling in some language, right? So chili and lime together makes like a little bit of a masala, you know? And so you're liming, you're sitting, relaxing, talking to each other. And what exactly is it? Some might be puffing a cigarette, some might be doing drugs, some might be drinking alcohol, some might be committing some sins, adultery, whatever it may be. We're chilling with our friends, depends on your group. I ask you, my brothers and sisters, moments ago, the Imam, the Sheikh, the, the, the Imam of this masjid got up and he was encouraging people to attend a Friday night. Or was it after Maghrib, something, right? And I thought to myself, I said, Wallahi, imagine we have a choice. Once a week, can't we just go and lime? Where? House of Allah. It's not even called liming. It's actually the real deal. Let me have my group of friends. You will be resurrected with your group of friends. Do you know that? Well, let me have a few guys. We went to the masjid once a week, 20 minutes. He Imam went out of his way to say, it's only 20 minutes. Didn't you say that? Only 20 minutes. Immediately I said, I'm going to talk about this. Because, wallahi, the reality is, we spend so much time doing things. We'll go out on a boat. We'll go somewhere. I don't know if you guys go fishing, but you probably do because you're living with water all around you. And we will have a little party. Yesterday I saw fireworks and where I was, my room, I opened the curtains and I noticed a lot of vehicles in a car park that's not too far from there. Men, women and children all watching the fireworks. And I just said, mashallah, it, it's okay. It's, but the question is, are we prepared to gather or to give some form of importance to a degree to something that's going to take us through eternity? Something that will change your life and your children's lives. And it's not so much. People are getting up and asking you, will you please come to the house of Allah for 20 minutes on a Friday? They're not even supposed to be asking you. You're supposed to be coming and saying, please don't make it 20, let's chill for another 20 minutes. Make it 40. We'll come and talk together. And not just the tafsir. We want someone we can ask questions to and they can give us answers and learn. And we want more and more and more. This used to happen some time back. Now it's far less. Less people will come and encourage the imam to say, you know what? We'd like to have X, Y and Z. I've got 20 guys with me. Can we start? That will be your paradise. That will be your air condition in the hereafter. Some of us, we turn on the heater in the middle of summer. Do we? In the middle of summer, would you turn on a heater? Right now, we're in the masjid. Anyone's ready to turn on a heater, even if it's just a one bar heater. Do you know what is a one bar heater? It's a little heater with one bar. And the bar is really hot. And what happens? It lets out heat. Would you do that right now? Anyone? No. Allah tells us in the Quran, oh, the fire of hell is far hotter. You're going to need the cooling more than you need it today. Rather than turn on the heater in summer, 
If you look at the example I'm giving you, you'd understand what I mean is, we shouldn't be adding fuel to fire. You're a believer. Don't drown in sins. Don't drown in that which is displeasing to Allah. You believe in the hereafter. You believe in the final day. You believe in heaven and hell. Well, then you need to know if you're going to be heading towards hell and you keep on turning the heater on what was going to happen. Turn on an air condition one day. When the Prophet ﷺ used to hear the Adhan being called out by Bilal ibn Rabah He used to say, it was the coolness of his eyes to pray. Why the coolness of the eyes? We always make a dua, may Allah grant the coolness of your eyes in your children and so on and so forth. No one's ever said, may Allah give you the heat of your eyes. Although when we want to refer to something that supposedly took us by storm, we say, oh, it's hot, man. May Allah Almighty grant us coolness. May Allah bless us. All I'm asking you is for yourself and for myself to get closer to Allah. Each time someone comes, each time you have an opportunity, listen to them, lend them an ear. You know what you need to change in your life. You know exactly where you are standing in your relationship with Allah. You know the obstacles between you and Allah. You know what is required in order to polish yourself. And you also know you're a human. Don't allow yourself to turn on the heater by justifying your sins. Rather, every time you fall, come back to Allah. And tell him, I'm not going to do this again. Forgive me. Strengthen me. Give me a good set of friends. Make me in love with the masjid. And why do I say this? Because the hadith says, the one who's in love with the masjid, whose heart is connected to the masjid at all times, shall be a VIP on the day of judgment. They're going to call you on the day of the heat. What type of heat? The hadith says the sun's going to be hovering over the heads of the people and they'll be sweating so much that some of them will be drowning in their own sweat. On that day, imagine being called out by your name, by your name. Come, we have a special place for you. And you go into this beautiful place. You know, I'm sure you know how it feels because it's quite hot in Trinidad at the moment. When you open the door of, of some building or your house or whatever, and it's so cool, you just go in and it's like you're somewhere else. Imagine on the day of judgment when everyone's drowning in their sweat and you're called, please come. Why me? People might be surprised looking, oh, what's going on here? Although each one will be worried about himself primarily, but just for argument's sake, if people had to look, they would be surprised. Why this guy? They didn't know your secret between you and Allah. When we sin, we want to keep it secret. But when we do good deeds, the whole world must know Instagram. Why? Because let them see what I'm doing. They must see. I'm a good man. You're a good man. Why don't you Instagram? The rest of you, when you're yelling and screaming and swearing and shouting. Allah has blessed us by covering the evil and the, 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 that which is not good. He's covered it. Someone looks at you. They see handsome man, mashallah. 
They don't know what's going on behind the scenes. The wife looks and says, what handsome man. <laughs> Come and see. I show you the CCTV from home. Allah bless you. When your family bears witness, you're a good man, you're a good man. Because they're with you 24-7. So be good. Go out of your way to be good. Same applies the other way around. You know, the men say, oh, you know, you always side with the women. My beloved brothers, you don't listen to the lectures. They listen to them. They listen so attentively, they'll remove a clip and you think we haven't balanced it. But if you go and listen, you can also take out those clips and do the same. But then the men say, we don't have the time for that. But is it my fault? Is it my fault? We're balancing it by saying, my dear sisters, improve your attitude, the way you talk. Young girls, as they grow older, need to be conscious of their character and how caring they are for everyone else and don't be selfish and don't create these little groups where you belittle another. I've had so many cases of suicidal girls in girls' schools who are telling you that they have picked on me and they say this and they laugh and because I'm not a part of their clique, this is what happens and that's what happens. And you are shocked. Sometimes you know whose children are doing this. And you wonder, do these parents even know what their daughters are up to? We shouldn't do that. Make people feel welcome. Go out of your way to give people worth and Allah will give you worth. You see someone sitting, looking like perhaps they don't have much in terms of worldly items. Are you prepared to smile at him? Salaamu Alaikum. How are you, my brother? And walk away. Oh, this man's made a mistake. You sure he's greeting me? You gave him value by greeting him. Allah will grant you more value. In fact, to be more correct, you gave yourself value by greeting him. Because you lived as a good Muslim. It reminds me of when we give money to poor people. We are taught by our religion that you must consider yourself fortunate that Allah gave you an opportunity to give. Allah. Imagine I see a poor man. Look at the difference. One who doesn't believe might throw some money and say, take it. Give him food that's filled with worms and mold. And you believe it's leftover brother. Eat this. No. Don't give them that which you yourself are not prepared to make use of. Or it is unfit for a human being. You see a poor person, those who don't believe, sometimes they may treat them better than the believers who have become for a moment forgetful of who their Lord is. You find a lot of non-Muslims very kind. And sometimes you find a Muslim appearing to be so religious and they are so rude. What ambassador are you for the deen of Allah? Where do you think you're going? Inshallah, we change that. I'm a Muslim. My name is Abdullah. I'm extremely happy. I'm excited. When I meet anyone, every Tom, John and Harry that they might see, we will at least carry ourselves in a way that they would learn that this is a respectful faith. These people are good. And Allah gives us opportunities. 
I remember back home when there was a disaster and I'm sure here too when Corona happened there must have been Muslims who got up and helped everyone be they Muslim or not. I'm sure were those opportunities not given to us by Allah? Yes, they were. Well, if that's the case, thank Allah he used you. Remain humble, follow up. Corona did not remain forever and will not remain forever. But lessons were learned. We learned lessons. Everyone learned lessons. Lives were lost and lives were indeed lost. But we thank Allah Almighty for whatever he blessed us with. A believer looks for opportunities to turn on his air condition. Looks for opportunities to have his own inverter ready. In my country, back in Southern Africa, we have a problem with power. I don't know if you have a problem. It goes off. Does it go off? Not really. You guys are fortunate. Anytime, day or night, it can go. When is it going to come back? Sometimes you know, sometimes you don't know. Mostly, you've no clue. What did people do? Initially, they bought generators. And I'm thinking to myself, do you have a generator for your grave? Myself. May Allah help us. When the lights are off, what noor are you going to have there? Anything? Well, how to develop it is by doing your fajr. Do your fajr, you get a noor. Do your isha, you get a noor. Change your life, you get a noor. Commit a sin, you've turned off your lights. Turn them on quickly again. You're a human, you might have faulted. Quickly come back, oh Allah, forgive me. Click, lights are on again. Come back. How many messages do you want before you're going to turn? I've said in the past, who do you want to come to tell you to change before you change? Say his name, we bring him here. Will you change? You don't even need that, isn't it enough for you and I that Allah has reminded us in such a beautiful way. Oh man, I don't wish to take away your world to give you the hereafter. But what I am doing, I'm going to give you the best of this world and the next. Discipline yourself. When Allah sets rules, those rules are there in order to help us lead a life of goodness, not in order to create distress and harm for us. So believer knows Allah has given me an opportunity. When someone passes you, when anything comes to you, it was not a mistake and it's not a coincidence, not for Allah. For you as a human, coincidence. Oh, I bumped into this guy coincidentally. Allah says we planned that before you were born. Subhanallah. Subhanallah, you met him. You were going to get one chance. What did you do? You gave him such a dirty look or her, if it's in the case of the sisters, like I said. Dirty look, made them feel meaningless, cheap, said a bad word and walked off. You're a believer. Believe in Allah. You'd like some nur. Did you carry yourself in a nurani way? Did you carry yourself in a way that perhaps your nur would be turned on? Wallahi, anyone whom a sin has dangled in front of and they've left it for the sake of Allah, there is a nur that they are given that will shine in this world and the next. 
So much so <coughs> that even if your temper is flaring and you control it, you have a no. Controlling your anger and your temper is mentioned in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophet Many of us couldn't be bothered. Why? I'm a strong man. I have everything. I can vent. I can get angry. What's the big deal? You know your Trini language. It's a slang, right? It has in it a bit of a twang, right? I may not understand everything, but I know. But there's something about all languages that when a guy is swearing, no matter what, you know this guy is swearing. I'm telling you, this guy is swearing. If you don't know a language and there's someone looking at you and they're saying things and then there's another guy, you see the, the expression on the face changes, the way they're saying it changes. No one swears at you looking and smiling and, say, eh, and then they're swearing all these swear words. They don't do that. A swear word comes with an attitude. It comes with darkness. It comes in a way that people can pick up there's something wrong here. Calm down. You don't need those words to be recorded in your book of deeds. A believer remembers that there are angels writing down your good deeds, your bad deeds, your words and everything. Do you want good? You have a book. Your book is being authored and written by you. So author it well. You made a mistake. Just say, please cross that, erase it wasn't me rub it out we're going to start again or we're going to rewrite that particular paragraph or that chapter Allah says for as long as you're alive you can do that how many people have led their lives far away from Allah then they've come they found Allah even if they were not belonging to the faith at all and they came or they were in the faith but they lost the path and they came how many people sometimes from among our leaders who are good examples have had that type of a past. Why does Allah do that? Number one, for them, yes, it's a good thing. But for everyone else to know that the fact that you might be involved in something negative doesn't mean you don't have a future, but you need to change it now. The fact that you've done something really wrong, don't lose hope in Allah, but you need to change it now. Oh Allah, forgive me. What happens? The angels write that down. Oh Allah, wipe this out. Allah instructs the angels to wipe it out. It's wiped out. Gone. The one who sought forgiveness from a sin, repented to Allah, is equivalent to the one who didn't do it at all. Which means it's wiped out. And if you do good deeds thereafter, they are multiplied so much. My brothers and sisters, Surely we can change ourselves. Like I said earlier, I know what I'm involved in and so do you. I know the habits that need changing and so do you. I know where my weaknesses are and so do you. Sometimes I may not know certain things. I expect you to come and show me and tell me in a respectful way. My brother, you don't realize, but you know what? When you're speaking, you're speaking with a lot of arrogance, man. You're belittling people. No, but I, I mean it. I mean good. My heart is clean. Your heart can be squeaky clean, but you're still screaming at people. Stop it. And people's excuses, my heart is clean. Brother, all our hearts are clean. Subhanallah. Cleanse your heart. That's there as well. But what I mean is, that's not an excuse to continue. My heart is clean. Committing zina, but my heart is clean. You're drinking alcohol, but my heart is clean. Well, then everyone's heart is clean. 
when they're taking you to Jahannam, you can tell them, my heart is clean. They say, clean hearts are also here. Because your actions were dirty. There it goes. Your actions were dirty. What's the point? May Allah Almighty forgive us. So my brothers and sisters, reminders come to us and only a set number of reminders will come to you and I. The reason why we say this is because look at Nuh alayhi salam. He called his people for 950 years. He kept on telling them, worship Allah alone, worship Allah alone, worship Allah alone. In the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, in the night, he tried different times, he tried different age groups, he tried everyone, everything. Not one year, not 10 years, not 100 years, not 500 years, but 950 years. قَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي دَعَوْتُ قَوْمِي لَيْلًا وَنَهَارًا He says, Oh Allah, I called my people. لَيْلًا وَنَهَارًا I called them by night and by day. I called all of them. I tried my best. You made me a Nabi and you told me to deliver the message and to keep reminding. I reminded them and I reminded them. And Oh Allah, the young, when they are growing older, they are becoming worse than the old ones. He says it, it's in the Quran. He says, you know what? They're not giving birth except to those who are even worse. They are, they are sinful, totally far from you, complete disbelief and so on. And he's complaining. What do I learn from it? Why did Allah tell me the story and tell it to you? Because Allah wants you that when a reminder comes to you, don't be like the people of Noah. Allah became so upset with them, he drowned them. But the point is, when Nuh complained and he didn't complain for many, many years after that, he says, Oh Allah, I've tried my best. Really? Only 11 people believed the message in 950 years. Oh, 11 people believed, accepted the message in 950 years. 11. One narration takes the figure all the way up to 80. But there's no, there's nothing more. If you study the narrations that mention the number of people who accepted the message of Nuh alayhi salam, the lowest figure, which they say is the most correct, is 11. <coughs> the highest figure goes up to 80. No problem, let's take 80. 80 in 950 years. Allah Almighty says to him, at one point, now stop telling them anything, start building the ark. Why stop? Nobody is going to believe from your people except those who have already believed. So stop calling them. It's over. Nobody is going to believe except those who have already believed. So stop calling them, it's over. What I learned from this is I need to fear. If Allah chose that a thousand messages are going to come to me before I turn, and those thousand have already come, I might not get any more messages, now it's the punishment. The number of times someone's going to remind you is limited. It's fixed, Allah knows already. You're going to get 700 reminders. You're going to get 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 reminders in your life. After that, it's over. 
So if you heard a word of anyone encouraging you to come closer to Allah, thank Allah. Oh Allah, I thank you for sending someone to remind me to come closer to you. That's all. Yasin, Surah Yasin, we read it often, so often. What happened? There is a story of a man. What did the man say? He called the people towards Allah. They didn't want to accept. Allah says, we gave him Jannah. Was it his fault? No. He only called them towards goodness. That's it. He did the deed. Surah Al-Mu'min. Allah mentions of the person from the family of Fir'aun who called his people towards goodness. Ya qawmi mali ad'ukum ila najati wa tab'unani ila nar. My people, what's wrong with you? I'm calling you towards saving yourself from the fire and you're calling me to go into the fire. He says, what did I do? Am I not only just telling you come close to Allah? I'm calling you towards the most powerful, the most forgiving. So the same applies in our lives. We have these people. May we be from among them because there comes a time when we, our duty as Muslims is not only to change our lives, to learn, it's also to tell others and remind them it will help you. Imagine you tell someone every day, read Quran a day, read Quran every day. You yourself are not reading, read Quran a day. You'll feel ashamed because they're going to tell you, brother, how much do you read? I'll tell you a true story before I end, the time is almost up. You see, there was a brother who was a mu'adhin, he was a revert, and he didn't know how to make adhan properly. It's a true story. I was in the masjid, I won't tell you exactly where, but anyway, he came to me after salah, years back, and he told me, you know what, they are troubling me every day, this guy, this guy who's in charge of the masjid, he's telling me, you don't know how to make adhan, you must learn how to make adhan. So I told him, okay, let me learn where, they don't want to show me where and how, but he was an elderly man. So I told him, I looked at this other, I said, do me, do me, tell him, please, today you make adhan. Then I'll make exactly how you make. And that man couldn't even make adhan. He couldn't. So when this guy says, look, you know what? I've decided today you make the adhan and I'll copy you. He got so upset that they fired him from the job. They fired, because why? He couldn't do it himself, but he's telling this guy to do it. Now what we would do, is we would at least say, Inshallah, we learn together. Come, the two of us, let's go and learn how to do Adhan. Now you're speaking. You're not belittling someone. You're actually coming, let's go and see Adhan. Find, look for him. Nowadays, we're lucky we have, you know, internet and mobile. That time it wasn't there. But nonetheless, I tell you, when you want to tell someone to do good and you are still not doing that particular good, it will prod you and you should feel a little bit embarrassed. Let me also read. Do you read? You're telling me to read, do you read? They say, Inshallah. That's the answer everyone gives, Inshallah, which means I will. But do you read? You don't need to know my, my good deeds are a secret between me and Allah. Now suddenly the good deeds are a secret between you and Allah. They still are in actual fact, but it's okay. Isn't it good encouragement? May Allah Almighty strengthen all of us. Wallahi, I've enjoyed myself every time I've come to Trinidad. The people are good, they are caring, they are loving, they are hospitable and they have a lot of kindness in their hearts. My brothers, my sisters, work on the good habits that you have. Work on the goodness that Allah has blessed you with. He has given you a lot. There are so many kind faces that I see. I would love to spend more time with the people. It's not easy. I see people coming, they'll greet, they'll say, it's out of the love. And I feel it. And I feel the goodness. And I make dua that Allah improve me because I'm just a brother of yours, just like you are. 
I also battle with things and I want to improve myself and I'd like you to join me inshallah in this beautiful journey so that when we meet in Jannah we will speak about you know we had a Monroe Road Masjid where we used to do sujood for Allah and here we are today with Allah may Allah Almighty take us in a condition that he is pleased with us and may Allah Almighty help us improve like I said and I end use the time you have not only to chill with your friends but come and make friends in the house of Allah and come let's chill here and do a good thing in fact we might not be you know eating and drinking but we will sit and we'll have something more important than eat and drink and our children will follow us may Allah bless all of us